0: So I've been actually doing some research about the f- coming financial collapse that, uh, that I wanted to share with you guys all about, uh, which is going to be quite fascinating and interesting. Uh, but with all this craziness going on with the winter storm and the electricity going out and some other developments that have been occurring over the last week or so, I've decided to just pop on here, share with you guys some of the thoughts that I've been having about the recent events, especially revolving around the power grid. Um, so some very significant events. Well, let's take a look at all that. Um, look, we've got uh, this lie, okay, of global warming, right? They had to change their tactic on that, and they turned that into, uh, it was global cooling in the 70s, uh, but then the Council on Foreign Relations met up and realized that actually the the, the, the the globe is kind of getting a little bit warmer, so we should just switch it to global warming. So it was global warming for years, and potentially the Uh, the potential president, Al Gore, he has made his wealth off of this idea of a green new deal, a a green new plan, an economic plan that's about sustainability. But in reality, it's really about depopulation and it's about deindustrialization of the entire West. And if you don't believe me, that's okay, because you could just take a look at Europe. Okay. And in Europe, they've already shut down all the coal power plants and other areas, France being like the leader in innovation over there, which again, Germany actually, I'm sorry, they have a lot of wind power over there. But what it's a big lie because what they're essentially doing is they're taking away cheap and affordable energy from the people, okay? So you have people discussing in third world countries how third world countries can't afford to have energy even though we use their energy. You know, in many cases, the English, the English Empire, I mean, back in the day, would do exactly that. They would take raw materials and resources in these different countries like India, South Africa, uh, all over Africa, Northern Africa, and other areas. Of course, America. I mean, we, we got out of that. Uh, but the point is, is they used to take all this raw material and then use it to power their own system, right? Well, this is what's going on in our country. You know, I used to play a game. Uh, called uh, Age of Empires. And in that game, the ta- it's it's a strategy war game. and so what it what it is is you build up your civilization. So you have to get your little villagers, and you know, and, and there's similar apps now today. Uh, this is my old PC days. But um, you used to get like little villagers. You had to you have to mine the stone so you could build certain things. and You had to get the lumber, and then you had to set up the farmland, and you know you had to set all this stuff up, and, and even the fishing so you could have fisheries and all that. So what you learn playing Age of Empires, a, a PC game if you can imagine, is how to build a civilization, like how a civilization even works. Like if you were the emperor of said civilization how you would organize it to where you have enough resources you had to build up your military and all that you can't just build up a military without resources does that make any sense so a part of the war strategy was you know getting up getting these resources collecting all of them making sure you had enough of them and then uh going out and actually when you go and you raid other uh little empires in the game you would actually destroy their resources you, you would you would go after their farms and their town uh, homes the town the town houses or whatever i just remember that i why do i bring up a video game just to give you guys contrast here uh it's because the way in which you go to war with a nation okay is you destroy their energy you destroy their means of production Okay, that's why in World War II, North, North Africa was a was an entire campaign because of the oil there. Okay? And whoever controlled that oil controlled the fuel that was the driving force of war. Okay. And when you would in World War II, especially, I mean again, every other war, but I'm just saying you would bomb, okay, not other wars had a bunch of bombers, but you would bomb supply factories, okay? and you would bomb textiles, things that, you know, build, put together raw materials, right? Or, you know, coal mines, any kind of energy development, you would literally, that's a strategic target, okay? Even though there were civilians there, Hitler, he was bombing England, and he basically, you know, crossed that path, if you will, right? Because it wasn't necessarily a international, you know, uh, viable thing to do to bomb or kill civilians, uh, especially after World War One, they had all these treaties and they had all kinds of, you know, organizing war. and Because, you, know, you know, there's got to be rules to war. You know, you can't, there's international law around that stuff, right? Well, a part of that was never killing civilians, right? Well, Hitler totally, you know, went against that, started bombing England. Yeah. And when that happened, okay, uh, it kind of opened the door to a new front. It's like, okay, well, If you're going to bomb our civilians in London, you know, then we're going to just go after your factories and your oil production, your coal production, and any means of production that's fueling the war, Hitler's war machine, right? So civilian targets all of a sudden became on the list, right? They became open game. And so what I'm telling you is imagine war. Okay, cuz that's where we're at. We're at war. We're at the war with China and then globalism, which are really the global elites who control the finding and seeing, okay, of all these different nations and using China as a model of authoritarianism for the next world government, right? The social credit score, rolling out communism on a mass scale. Uh, but it's going to be worse than communism actually. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be terrifying. That's what we're witnessing right now. We're undergoing that process. And so um, you know, when you are essentially going to war, okay, what does is, what is 21st century warfare even look like? I've discussed this many times with you guys, which is technology, right? Supply chain, okay? Production, right? And so, oh, I could go on, right? Cyber warfare. Now, over the years, what has been occurring, okay? is you have China has been stealing our infrastructure, stealing our technology, and even before that, you know, the Rockefellers built up Mao Zedong. They, they funded the communist revolution over there, and really the project of the Rockefellers doing that was to out just, uh, let's say, produce the actual authoritarian system of control there in China, kind of like a demo, Right they're demoing what is the next model don't believe me look at covid-19 right made in wuhan okay built in a in a in a in a bio bioweapons lab right in wuhan china now that's kind of it's undisputed at this point depends on what you want to look at look at there's all these fact checks everywhere about what happened but the point is you have a bioweapon okay it was released from china all over the world china closes down and what what was china really doing They weren't necessarily afraid of the virus. What they were doing was setting a standard of a model of, hey, this is how you contain the virus. Haven't you heard that many times? What we've been hearing over the last year has been, oh, we're not out of this virus thing because not enough people are wearing masks. Not enough people are social distancing. Oh, America's just, you know, they just don't listen, you know, or Europeans, they're just too free over there. And and what they're doing essentially is they're demonizing freedom and independence when the science shows that none of these medical procedures like wearing a mask and social distancing even decline the infection rate okay and if they do, it does it at such a minimal rate that it would blow your mind. Why would a government infringe such a, a, an overtone on policies that are ineffective? And the point is, is that China was the model at first. They said, you got to close everything down. You got to, they got these guys with trucks everywhere. I was, I was paying attention. You can go back and and watch my podcast from, you know, uh, a year ago, almost, almost a year now, uh, where I literally went over it. I said, look, China is creating a model where we're going to all do it. So all the European countries and all these other Western countries are just going to follow in that model, right? Well, the third world, especially uh, in Tanzania, by the way, the, the president of Tanzania, just as a joke, he actually ran a COVID test on a papaya, okay? As a joke and a goat, Okay. And he said these Bill Gates tests are fake. They're running false positives to create hysteria. And my country is no longer going to have it. God bless Tanzania up in there in third world, you know, in Africa. At least they're paying attention to what's going on. So he sends the sample in of a papaya and a goat and the COVID-19 positive came back, okay? So again, this was very early on. This is like we're talking like March, April, you know, when the hoax was being called out. Because the third world can't just Shut down? What the fuck? The third world is barely teetering on collapse. You don't just shut down an economy. It's stupid. And the fact that people even think that's real, do you understand what an economy is? An economy is literally flushing your toilet. And those of you in Texas now understand. An attack on your economy looks a lot like what's happening in Texas shutting down the power grid, but keeping the power open or on. For the rich wealthy areas okay and even the the metro metropolis downtown austin area totally lit up totally fine why because the mayor lives there you know and it's just this it's this caste system where we're all becoming it's our fault right because we're so dependent on the system the matrix right and so now that we've become so dependent, we're we're being taken advantage of, okay? And we see that with communist China. We see that with the takeover of COVID, everyone hysteria about masks, everyone wanting a vaccine, not everyone, but a lot of people actually buying into the hysteria um, and then actually locking down, not opening your... Bi- under what law? There is no law. There is nothing stopping us from organizing a concert of 50,000 people. There is no law stopping us from doing that. It's all what we call color of law. Color of law is like a, oh, it's taboo. It's, you don't do it. Or you just know to do, don't do it. it it's this color of law. It's like you're, it's like you're you're putting into uh pol- you're you're enforcing policies that don't exist. You're like making up rules or you're putting rules in there that don't exist that don't actually matter. And that's what's been going on during this entire COVID thing. And I would appreciate if you're listening to this right now to go to my Instagram or my Facebook, number 1 if you don't have that add me, okay? Dylan Suggs. But go to this video I just uploaded about the guy Alf Alfie or whatever his name is. He owns Seed to Table, the grocery store in Southern Florida. He's never closed down. He's never shut down capacity, you know, and he's gone full send. He has no mask policy and he had the most successful 2020. He's had the most successful year in his business career and he's been doing business for what, 30, 40 years. He's had these grocery stores, right? Why do you think a guy who did not listen to the COVID restrictions and all the total BS, by the way, uh, why is it that he is the most successful grocer in that area? Why? It tells you, and this is the most important thing, it's, it's, it tells you that freedom is popular, that populism in its organic form is just letting people live, which used to be libertarianism, which was more like, hey, I don't care what you do with, your, with what you do, but just don't infringe on my rights and my liberties. It's kind of a libertarian thing, right? Why all of a sudden has everyone gone against that? And so what I'm telling you right now is that the most popular thing to do is to stop conforming, is to open your business, is to uh, be successful. And bring about that energy in that if you're a musician out there, why don't you organize a concert? I dare you why are are, are people and uh, djs and not not producing music for large crowds of people do it find a friend host a party and that was something i was saying uh, before i am like combining all these different med- podcasts i've done in, in the past uh, couple months but you guys have to organize okay it doesn't need to be a protest or anything like that i'm just saying come together i mean you know i've been going to different events in uh, in boulder in colorado dude, everyone is like, we don't care about the mask here. Everyone's just, you know, we're healthy. We know we we're kind of a little more awakened here. You know, people are a little healthier on the health conscious side. And so they understand that this is all BS, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people do, you know? And so I'm just I'm just frustrated because now that we're all locked down, everyone's got no money. It's like being put your back is against the wall, right? Then you look at Texas, okay? And let's talk about that for a second. I mentioned earlier about war. And I mentioned, well, how do you go to war with oh you shut you know you destroy an economy. What's an economy? Well, somebody an idiot communist would say, "Well, an economy is where capitalists they make all their money and they're greedy like capitalist uh, free market shit." No. Uh, the economy is not just about making money. The economy is your life. It's everything around you, okay? It's the phone you're on, it's the job you have, it's the career you're looking to pursue. It's who you are, it's how you participate in the marketplace, which by the way, a marketplace is a good thing. okay? So you attack that very that very essence. It's commerce, okay? So now you have, obviously, censorship going on, which is getting people who were all organized on these different platforms, you're getting them censored. They're getting off the platforms. They're getting kicked off, in a sense, because of their beliefs, okay? That's called kicking somebody out of the market, right? Because you wouldn't disagree if I told you that Facebook is a marketplace, not Facebook marketplace. I'm just saying Instagram. Social media is a marketplace. A marketplace for what? For whatever. For your ideas, for your cupcakes, for your podcast, okay? Okay. For your ability to sell vitamins, whatever it is you do, okay? And so that's the marketplace. That's where ideas are shared. It's the public square. So we've dealt with this censorship now and we just live with it, okay? We just live with it. We've lived with the COVID lockdowns. We live with censorship, okay? Uh and then for those of you who want to debate this, we can too. We live with a stolen election, okay? I can I can go 16 ways from Sunday at figuring that out with you, okay? Uh but we're all putting up with this. We're tolerating it, right? And after a while, it's like, "Hey, I mean, we've got to really get together. We got to really do something about this. We got to buy gold, we got to buy crypto. We got to, you know, get involved, do something." I'm trying to warn people. I'm trying to tell people like what I'm already doing, okay? Which by the way, I, that's another podcast I'll be talking about the financial matrix and how you can escape it. Uh, and uh, this can be exciting. so I'm, I've actually been writing up that. this is me just going off the cuff, right So this all leads me to the idea that your economy is dwindling all right And with a dwindling economy, you're weak. okay you have no economic prosperity you are weak, right? Just think of your think of a nation now go all the way back micro, think about yourself. When you don't have enough money, you're not as flexible. You have to say no to some things. You can't necessarily buy that thing you wanted or the thing you needed sometimes, right? Because you're 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 economically your back is against the wall, right? Well, I want you to think that as a nation, as a nation, we're we're becoming poor, but we're all by design. All by design. You know what I mean? We're all just following through with being broke, following through with just you know living our lives in this new dystopia, right? And then you have something like a winter storm that knocks out the power in Texas. When that's not even the case, okay? That's not even the case. What actually happened was the CPS, for example, in San Antonio, and and there's uh, other sort of monopolies in Texas, by the way, that run energy. We don't we don't get to pick our provider unless you live in a place like Houston, so you can pick your electricity provider. But nonetheless, the power plants and stuff are still run by some of the same people. Well. In the fine print, if you can read the, the the emails you're getting about electricity and all this stuff, it's literally saying, uh, yeah, we, we turned it off. It's not that it's off and we're trying to work with it. No, it's it's just we turned it off. Okay. Yeah, are they trying to figure something out? Sure. Have we had winter storms in the past? Yeah. If they're telling and preparing some parts of Texas to be a week without power. What? A week without power? Most people can't even get their underwear straight on in the morning. How are they supposed to be able to be without power? And then and then no 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 one's prepared. No one has storable food, the lines at the gas station. And this all goes back to deindustrialization because how did we get to that point? Well, we shut off our coal power plants under a lie of global warming, which they had to change to climate change because the globe isn't even warming. And so now you have this climate change, man-made climate change hoax because climate change happens. It's a play on words. As you can see, of course it happens, climate changes, but man-made climate change is not what you think it is. And so you're using fake hoaxes, just like COVID. Oh my gosh, this virus is everywhere. We have to shut everything down. Okay. Same thing. It's, oh my God, the, the, the globe, it's warming, it's getting hotter. It's carbon. Okay, and then they implement, they got the problem here, problem, solution. This is the expert level, Bill Gates level of of trying to take control of the world, right? They introduce a problem into the media, into the propaganda. You start to believe that problem is reality for you, for reality for the world. And so then you say, oh my gosh, we got to do something about this. This terrorism, Al-Qaeda. And so you, you freak out on it and they get your fear pumped and they just pump that fear up, dude. And they just pump those numbers up. Okay. And once that happens, then they offer you, oh my God, Al Gore is going to save the world. He is just this guy who's he's flying around on a jet. He's telling everyone what to do. And he's telling everyone that it's an inconvenient truth that the ice caps are going to melt by 2010 and, and Florida is going to be underwater and blah, blah, blah. While he buys a house on the coast. Obama believed in the same thing, buys a house. On the coast, a very beautiful home right there on the coast, okay? So if they believed in their ice cap melting global warming hoax, well, they wouldn't necessarily be buying uh, coastal homes, don't you think? And Florida isn't underwater, just so you guys, uh, just so you guys did, if you didn't know that, okay? But what, these lies are unchecked. Where's the fact check on that, okay? And so now we've used lies to react. And so in Texas, for example, even good old God darn Texas, shut down coal plants and and coal. Okay. We've got ways to burn coal. Coal is your everything. Coal is electricity. Coal is what powers your Tesla. You think you're so woke on a Tesla, which I love Tesla and I love Elon Musk, but look, you think you're so woke. You're, your car is powered by fucking coal. Okay. So yeah, petroleum is just as good, if not way better. Okay. And there, and by the way, there's tens of thousands of years of oil left. It's not just some broken up dinosaurs and stuff like that that's also a lie you learn in chemistry class so we're just constantly lied to about the about the situation that we're in petroleum products are 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 everywhere I mean this is there's petroleum in here I mean there's like, there's petroleum in, in some of this plastic up here behind me that that's petroleum I mean oil is everything how do you think you have cheap goods how do you think you can go to the grocery store and pick up whatever you want? because of oil oil is what brings everything there electric cars electric energy is just it's not as sustainable it's not it's actually the opposite of sustainable it's not sustainable and so i'm a big fan of solar panels i'm a big fan of divesting into economic uh or into environmentally friendly but again how environmentally friendly are is a windmill okay made by petroleum products everything about it is petroleum Everything about it's made by oil. Getting it to where it's at took gasoline to get there. So again, yes, it runs, but then how sustainable is it? It doesn't run when it's, you know, inconvenient for it not to run like a cold weather storm or the, the birds and all the environmental issues it deals with and killing all this. It just, the point is, is we've been lied to. We've been lied to about COVID and we've been fear pumped about all these different things. And then we, as the collective, consciously decide to take solutions and, That are given to us by the very people responsible for propagandizing those problems and so we just go with it just like COVID-19 COVID-19 big fear vaccine is the solution and that's it there's no other truth in between it's just follow the science don't believe anything else and it's like dude give me a break if people actually did any kind of research in this country it's really interesting We're so, there's so much information out there that it's not that we're uninformed. It's we're misinformed. You know, Denzel Washington said it best. He said, look, I don't watch the media very much because if I watch the media, he says, he says, if I don't watch media, I'm uninformed. Right. But if I watch the media, I'm misinformed. So what's better being uninformed or misinformed. And I say to Denzel, I say, it's called being informed. With the right information, <laughs> so that's what I would respond with. But the point is, he makes he makes that good point, right? It's we're so full of misinformation, believing in God knows what's the next fear-driven thing, and then they and then they they cover code it. The the global warming thing got me. It it's got me as like it's such a good job on the propagandists. I got to give it to them. They really made it be the environmental thing of the day. When no one gives a shit about whaling, no one gives a shit about oil spills anymore. No one gives a rat's Ass about conservationism of animals, of other things, and being vegan isn't gonna solve the problem either. It makes you unhealthy, okay? It's completely, it's also in a form of unsustainability, okay? And for your body can't handle it. Whole another conversation. I've already done a podcast on that with another friend of mine. The point is that we've been sold a bill of goods, it's all a lie, and now we are told, okay, to believe that, oh yeah, your your power shutting off. Oh yeah, that's just a totally normal thing. Oh yeah, it's just, hey, we can't make it, we can't squeeze it. You know in California, a lot of people don't know this, they have public service announcement at night. They have public PSAs that go on the radio, and it says, please don't use energy during this time as solar power is hard to get at night. So you're telling me that when you utilize this sustainable energy, it's not working. It's not working to power these, these grids. Can we supplement with these solar and wind? Certainly, we can supplement, but overall, no matter what people are going to say and do, coal is the way for electricity, and oil and petroleum is the way to power our factories and build infrastructure and and create stuff, okay? Oil, petroleum. Now, again, Rockefeller's own petroleum. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. Oil, big monopolies are not a good thing okay because even in 1911 when rockefeller rockefeller energy rockefeller oil was broken up they still managed to have controlling interests over chevron and Exxon and all these different companies that broke up rockefeller rockefeller uh, oil so i'm not saying that oil and the, the companies involved are perfect i'm just saying there's there's no way around it. So another thing is you can't just be fighting wars in the Middle East to control the oil supply and the oil demand and, and, the, uh, and the oil price. That's what we were doing in the Middle East is fighting those wars for on behalf of Saudi Arabia. So you just can't live like that when we have our own oil here. Okay. So if we have our own oil in this country, we, we just, what we don't have is refineries that put it into gasoline. That's what we lack in this country resourcefully. That's what I understand. Now we're building refineries. We're starting to build that kind of stuff. Houston is leading the way on that in a big way. Texas overall is, uh, and there's a lot of oil in Texas. They found another huge amount of oil. I remember like in 2017, it was like in Texas, we just found a whole nother bit of oil that has more oil in Texas than all of Russia. So, okay, riddle me this, Batman. Why are we buying oil and fighting wars and sweat, blood, and tears in the Middle East if we have all the oil we could ever want here in the United States, really just in one state of Texas? Why are we fighting all those wars? And so, you know, you have people that are like on the populism side of politics in a way like myself who are just common sense, like we don't need to go to war, do all this all – this insanity in the Middle East and destroying all these different parts of the world. I mean, really and surely, I mean, just look at Libya, all to build a gas pipeline, which was never even built because Qatar and Saudi Arabia couldn't even figure it out because uh, Syria wouldn't let it happen. That's why we were trying to overthrow Syria, and that's when Trump get in, got involved and defeated ISIS, which was created by our State Department, our CIA, Hillary Clinton involved, Obama involved. Yep, that's news. Well, that's what we did. We build these rebel groups, and we overthrow countries. The same exact CIA, the same exact apparatus of the State Department has been utilizing these tactics to overthrow this nation, literally. So what you have going on here is an overthrow that you saw with the, uh, they. what they do is they infiltrate, they infiltrate organizations like anti-fascism, anti-fa, you know, and then with the Black Lives Matter movement, that was completely funded. I never saw, it. there's different independent chapters of Black Lives Matter, by the way, so they're not all the same. But the national front group, Black Lives Matter, was completely funded and run, not a penny, Went to a black business owner. or Anybody? It was funded by another another funnel, which just gave money to politicians. So again, it's like why are? If you were going to give money to a politician, just give money to a politician. It's so why are we again? It's fear-driven tactics to to allow government bureaucracy to take more control of what they don't already have control of. You know, and so this is the overall experience that we're having. I just listed to all of you in this what is this, 30 minutes long almost? I just listed to you like a dozen or so uh, different ways that we are being controlled, you know, and that we're being manipulated to believe certain things, you know. So we really have to understand what's going on. We really have to get the the clarity here. It's so abundantly clear uh, what's happening. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, th- this is awful. I mean, the power outages, getting used to power outages, getting used to the lockdowns. Like when, do pe- when does it end for people? You know what I'm saying? If we're waiting for the government to tell us what to do, oh, it's over. You don't have to wear a mask. Do you realize that people psychologically will wear a mask for the rest of their lives? For the rest of their lives. I want you to get that, honestly, genuinely. Even if the government came out and said everything's fine, people will wear a mask for the rest of their lives. Good on them. Maybe it does something for them. I'm not sure. But just think about that. And just think about the psychological programming that's happening now. It's it's sad. And if you're standing with the psychological programming as, oh, oh, we need to just, you know, it's for the good of the people. That's how governments lie to you. They always say your freedom, okay, it's infringing on the health of the people. Your freedom is infringing on the safety. And we're just doing this for your safety, okay? And so if you believe that bill of goods, then I got a bridge in Montana that goes to the ocean sell, Okay. And that's all I've been saying. It's just common sense. We can't be asleep at the wheel anymore. We really actually just can't afford to be asleep at the wheel anymore with what's going on. So everyone just needs to speak up and, um, you go to your church and start telling your church members about what's really going on. Okay. And start waking people up. Okay. It's, it's, we're almost in one year into this whole COVID thing. Okay. Which is a real disease. It's a bioweapon. It's killed people, okay? But we cannot continue to shut down this, this our life. Our life. Because that's what the economy is. It's our life. Okay? We cannot continue to do this because of what happened in Texas. Take notice. If you do not have food, prep, you know, prep food or or a generator, a means of of taking care of yourself during a power outage or anything like that, flashlights, a lighter. I mean, I know a bunch of potheads were like, dude, I got a light, man. Like, we gotta." Look. I mean, candles, I mean, something, you know what I mean? So just consider that, you know, just look at Texas. I love guys in Texas, you know, we got to, we got, we got to stay real with these guys in Texas, man. We we've got to, we've got to like really understand that, uh, that's an example. I love Texas so much. It, it, it just burned inside of me when I started seeing the, the notifications and the, and the, in the research that they're, they're not opening, they're not going to turn the power on. I'm like, who, who are you, dude? But you know what? They can do that because they have control over the power, you know, especially like CPS, you know, CPS probably getting a lot of hate mail. There's a, there's a company there in, in Texas that's uh, that runs the energy there. It's not, it's not decentralized there. It's decentralized. And, uh, it's not even their fault really. I don't even think. Um, but when you do get a monopoly, this is what happens, right? You get a monopoly on energy, you get these kinds of issues you're on hold forever. I remember CPS, I just I just thought it was awful. You know, at least here we get our own, we get to pick our own energy kind of thing, you know? And they have to like, go above and beyond to customer service, you know what I mean? So, it's like, that's called the free market. It's called capitalism. And I think everybody needs to start really resonating with capitalism again. Really resonating with the free market and freedom. Because we're about to lose it all, and you, you, you can't, what do they say about it, socialism? It's like, you can vote your way into socialism, but you can't vote your way out. And that's, that's kind of what we're experiencing now is we're experiencing the controlled authoritarian shutdown of the United States of America. And as I end this podcast uh, here in the next few minutes, look, I mean, uh, this country is going through some shit. And if people do not get a mass awakening, we're, we're, we're not going to recover. You know, It's going to be very hard. Um, I will say this though. Florida is the future. Florida is the future I've been posting on my, uh, by the way, if you're listening to my podcast right now, or you're listening to this on Facebook or on the Instagram, if you want to be included on my research and analysis on certain things day to day, follow me on Instagram. I created a close friends list on Instagram where I've got a couple hundred people involved in that. And I post my honest thoughts and I share with you day to day what I'm really thinking. So lately with my close friends list on Instagram, I've been sharing about this, the governor of Florida. And how he's the future. And I'm going to say this right now. Mark the date. Okay, what is it? February 17th. uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, will be the president of the United States. I don't know when that will be, but he will be the president. If he ever had ambitions to run for president, he would win. Because look at Florida. That's all I'm going to say. Look at Florida. No mask mandate. They're free over there. And you know what? I'm gonna say this and I'll mention it as as a closing way of, of sharing with you guys what I would do personally if I were in politics today is uh you know I would be uh, I would be on the phone with okay, so if I was in if I was the governor of Florida, or really any governor, but if the governor of Florida right now, this would be the path to victory. You wanna know what victory looks like politically speaking? I'm about to give the best political advice to God knows who's listening, some governor somewhere. I'll tell you how to win. I'll tell you how to become president, honestly. I'll tell you right now. Are you ready? Let's take Ron DeSantis, for example, in Florida. I'm not saying he's doing this, but I'm saying he could do this. He's very close to maybe doing this, right? What would I be doing if I were the governor of Florida or Ron DeSantis, for example? I would be on the phone, uh, first and foremost, with the most popular thing in the world, which is the music industry. I'd be calling all the major music production studios and I would say, look, are you done, you know, fiddling, faddling around in the state you're in where it's all locked down, you have no concerts, or do you want to have a freaking awesome concert in Miami? Okay. We don't have any restrictions there or let's pick a city and we don't have any restrictions and you can have a mass gathering and it doesn't matter to us. And we're absolutely happy to host you. And uh, guess what? You're free. So come on down to Miami or wherever And host your badass big concert festival with 10,000 people. We're happy to do it. Why would I do that? Music industry number one is very popular. So no one can disagree. You know what I mean? People can get mad about it. If they, oh my God, social thing. It's going to, okay, that's okay. That's called political pressure. And you know, you just have to look that, you have to look away from that. Because freedom is more important. That's going to make more people healthier. Music is going to cure more people than masks at this point, okay? just music alone. Okay. Getting together and having a good old ass time is better than wearing a mask at the grocery store to protect yourself. Okay. So I'd be on the phone with the music industry and I'd be like, Hey, you tired of winkling around. Come on down, host a concert. I dare you. And put it all over social media. I want it all over social media. Boom. Music industry invites themselves. Somebody will step up, right? They'll be scared. You know, some rappers out there will be scared. They'll be scared of the political pressure, right? But then whoever does it, country music, sing, whoever, whatever, whoever does it, Ted Nugent will do it, dude. I'll call Ted Nugent. That's what I would do. I would call Ted Nugent and I would say, get all your best rockers together. Cause he's a big freedom loving guy, Liberty guy. I would say, Hey dude, Ted Nugent, get your ass to Florida and you have a big concert and have a good time and you show everybody a good time. You understand? You're open. You know, a guy like Ted Nugent, he would do that and he can organize the whole thing. He would do that in a week. So then you have a big concert. And then when, when it's all said and done, there's no spike, right? There's no, there's no COVID spike. Okay, great. Even if you, even with a COVID spike, it doesn't matter. Freedom's more important right now at this point. It's February, 2021 guys. Okay. So then I would get on the phone next personal development industry and corporations, corporations that host annual conferences, because we all know some corporations, not all, but some of them out there, some companies, company you may work for, whether it's HEB or God knows what, I mean, just anything, any company you work for, you know, they are used to having annual conferences where they can get together and rah, rah and and show, you know, new product developments and service updates of what they're going to do and the future and the vision of the company happens all the time. Big conferences all the time, music and, and all kinds of stuff. So I'd be on the phone with big companies. And I'd say, look, Amway or, or, or H-E-B or Intel or any big company, you know, that's, that wants to organize in physical. I'd say, look, come to Florida and come and have your annual convention conference here in person, no restrictions, fly everyone in, have a good time. And you know, companies will jump on board with that. they will be like, are you sure? I mean, that sounds epic. Everyone goes to Tampa. Everyone goes to Orlando, wherever the conference is going to be held. Why would I do that as a governor? Well, I'm bringing in a lot of money to a desperate city, right? So I would find my economics. I'd be, I'd be asking my economists. I'd be like, Hey, what's the list of the most desperate needing cities? They need the money. They need the wealth. They need prosperity as soon as possible. They say, uh, Mr. Governor, sir, Tampa, Florida, it's it's desperate for money. Or we got this area, the suburb in, in Orlando could be a great place. They really need help over there. A lot of businesses shutting down, blah, blah, blah. We need to revitalize the small businesses in that area. I'd be like, Excellent. Let me call the concert. Let me get them over there. Book the hotel. All that stuff. That's called sales revenue. And guess what? Those little corporatists out there, and those ta- you know, those those authoritarian and governments, and anybody in government. If you were any t- any smart, you would want that tax revenue, wouldn't you? Get that tax revenue, man. Got sales taxes right there. Got cover taxes for all the other stuff they got to do and pay for. Good golly, get on on down and do your thing there and, and have a nice time. Okay. So that would call these companies. You know who else? Uh, I'd be on the phone with, I'd be on the phone with the uh, church organizations, be on the phone with, uh, with any other big church that I know of that likes to have conferences, that likes to organize, that likes to, you know, they have camps and different things. I, some big churches do that. I'd be on the phone with churches. I'd say, hey, you're tired of having your constituents just, you know, wherever, whatever, and having them masked up and social distance? Hey, let's get your constituents, let's get them, let's get them all, you know, in Florida. Let's get them into a city. Let's get them into all these hotels. Let's have them have a good time. Let's get them all together. You guys organize and have your seminar, seven-day, you know... Uh, just anything you want you know it's a type of conference whatever so guess what the churches would get on board so what's gonna happen is this you pick a couple of those okay you pick a couple of those people whether it's Ted Nugent Tony Robbins or God knows who to organize some big event and you get a bunch of events you become an event planner that's what you do as a governor you become an event planner you're gonna bring in all this money you get you know people are going to come from all over the country you know everyone's gonna come to that concert dude if if I heard of a concert in Miami, And they, they, it was published and it was uh, marketed on, on Instagram or marketed anywhere, or I heard about it. And it's like, Hey man, ultra music festival, dude, all the DJs are there. I'd be booking a ticket to Miami as soon as possible. And you know what? Millions of Americans would do the same thing. It would actually probably be the biggest concert in this nation's history. So again, why aren't you doing that in the local, in your local area? I'm not sure. What rules are you trying to follow? I don't know. There are no rules. They don't exist. There's no law it's all color of law why are you following it i don't know because everybody else says so i guess because people are mean to you i suppose we'll get over it because there's nothing stopping us from living our lives so as the governor of florida that's what i would be doing uh i'd be also inviting all kinds of businesses and look what he did yesterday the guy literally stood up and said hey our schools have been open dude our schools are open we're good our, our kids are not going to be suffering from suicide and from drug overdose. We get our kids in school and we're doing best what's best for the youth, okay? That's a winner, okay? The governor of Florida is the future. And if other governors are going to start getting jealous, you watch. They're starting to get jealous. And I have an inkling feeling that a lot of different conservative governors like in Louisiana and Montana and some others are starting to get a little jealous of Florida, you're starting to wanna you know, open up and maybe take the example of Florida. And that's what I said on my Instagram. I said, look at this man, this man, this governor of Florida. He is leading the country right now. Look at him, watch him closely. Watch what he does. I've been telling people this because he is the example this nation must follow. And not only this nation, but the entire world. The entire world is watching Florida. Guess who else is there? Trump's there. Trump's in Florida. So you got, if I were Trump... I'd be calling the governor saying, hey, dude, let's make an example of Florida. Let's open Florida. Let's bring businesses back. And I told a friend this. I said, let's make Florida a little America. Let's make Florida a little America again. A real America. Free, prosperous, wealthy, you know, having all these people come and visit. Music, all just this love, connection again. Physical touch physical energy, all of it. That's what this that's what we all need. the whole planet needs that. So uh, I just gave you all the best political advice ever. if you're in politics, you should take it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the future. So keep an eye on all these things. This is a developing situation as we all know. And uh, if you want to listen to this podcast, I'm gonna upload it and uh, well if you're listening to the podcast, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you're watching on Facebook, you can watch this on a podcast and get the whole thing, uh, if you miss some of it, then you can definitely uh, catch the whole thing on Apple, or Spotify, or honestly anywhere Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are provided, uh, but yeah guys, we got to lead this movement out of it, I've never had a bad day, I haven't had a bad day since uh, everything's been going to chaos, because I went. I was ahead of the game, and uh, I'm I'm ready to lead, you know what I mean, I'm ready to lead, this is what I'm doing now, I'm just sharing with you guys my ideas, people can condemn it, Can I don't give any negative comments, I'll be honest, but The point is, is, you know, we've got to lead. We've got to lead because it's one thing to know what I'm saying to you guys, but I can't be in this echo chamber. Like you need to send this podcast to somebody. If you're listening to the podcast so far, You need to just send this to somebody and say, look, just hear this guy out. There's he, He lays out what's happening all over the world, what's happening in this country, and he gives us clear solutions. We've got to get out of this ridiculous mess that we are in, and the only way to do that is by calling your friends and family and having a fucking barbecue. That's it. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's called mass gatherings. That's what it is. So I am advocating for mass gatherings in your neighborhood, and I need you to stop I need you to cut some trees down and talk to an elderly lady who might need some firewood in her house and quit being so selfish because in Texas, especially if y'all are there, people are hurting. People will die as a result of this frozen wasteland that Texas has become. So, you know, we've got all of this. Yeah. know, Yeah. Jim's saying that it might be a controlled weather operation, which... I don't necessarily disagree, but we don't all we don't know yet. Uh, but but I don't necessarily disagree because look, I mean, why are they shutting down the power? Think about that. Why why? I mean, look, we've had bad winter storms in Texas, sure, sure. You know, but the windmills being frozen. I mean, hey, I'm not the biggest biggest guy on windmills. I think they are bad for the environment, actually, uh, and they they're not sustainable power. I'm big on big on oil, big on coal. I love coal, love love oil. That's the way of the future. We have plenty of it plenty of it. That's the key. Um, but why is it that this one winter storm, that's the key is it's not about the winter storm. It's about the shutdown of your power. And it's about getting used to the idea that your power will be shut down if, and when they say, by the way, there's a little note in the email for some people running businesses right now in Austin area and other places of Texas, other parts of Texas. It says, it says in the power, it says your business is non-essential. That's why it doesn't have power. Remember when California said, we're going to shut down the power to people's homes and businesses that are not complying with our policies, our mask policies and social distance policies and curfews. Did you hear what I just said? I just said that the mayor of LA, okay, shut people's power down of their homes and businesses who were not complying with. With COVID restrictions. You realize that's setting a precedent, right? You realize that's what's happening now, right? You do realize that Joe Biden rescinded an executive order that Trump put in saying that we should not be buying foreign equipment to build our electrical grid. Do you know who owns all that? China. China is running circles around America. And everyone's just worried about hashtag climate change, hashtag BLM. They're just bought into the system. They have no idea the assault that they are under. That's the sad part. So send this to somebody you know. Absolutely appreciate y'all tuning in. Absolute blessing to even be here on the on the podcast with you and social media still, God forbid, you know, who knows, censorship in the future. But uh yeah, you know, this is this is a crazy time we're living in. But this is it. I hope you all are ready for worse shit to happen. Be prepared. Don't be caught in the cold. No pun intended. So you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.